Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports? Well, I have amazing news for you. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's NFL futures with training camp here, right? It's the time. Bet Online has opened up odds for team wins, division futures, and yes, the Super Bowl. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive our 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50% welcome on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. You get the bonus, you get into the action with Bet Online where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, Bowers & Company, CPAs, MyHotTub.com, and Carvel of North Syracuse. Man, we are getting some major heat, major humidity in the upper northeast, uh, end of July, or into August and all the rest. And hey, there's no better place to go than Carvel of North Syracuse to cool down with a sweet treat. Soft serve ice cream. They got the flying saucers, the ice cream cakes for any occasion. Get over to Carvel of North Syracuse if you're in and around the area. A proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And I do want to throw a nice tip of the cap thank you as well to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform. Let's get into the ACC and what the future is for... uh, you know, for this for this conference, and you know, obviously, this one is closer to me because I do live in Central New York. Um, you know, I've covered Syracuse sports. I don't cover it to the extent I used to. Um, I used to obviously be on, you know, post game after every single game. <clears throat> you know, credentialed for all the games. Now I kind of do it uh, from a freelance perspective if I'm doing stats for ESPN or whatever. But I rarely go as a fan. Um, and but I do keep close tabs on them, obviously, and I and I you know kind of <clears throat> weave them into the podcast, uh, of course, here and there. But when you're doing drive home radio in Syracuse, you're literally talking Syracuse sports seventy five percent, or you should be seventy five percent of the time, minimum. Uh, even in the off season and all the rest, you know, you, you talk about it all the time, um, and then you go from that to like my spot, and it's you know it's just a little different, right? Um, so what 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 I'm really looking at with the ACC is is this. First of all, from a Syracuse perspective, isn't it unbelievable <clears throat> that when really all of the teams were looking for new homes about 10 years ago? I, I say all, but you know, you know the ones. You know, the Big East was sort of, um, it wasn't the old Big East anymore, the old, old Big East and football 
you know, had been for a while, you know, taking over uh, the almighty dollar and the TV contracts and all that sort of stuff. And so if you had big time basketball and at least division one football, um, not even respectable football, but just football, uh, which Syracuse football pretty much is. I mean, they, you know, won a couple of bowls with Doug Marone. Uh, they had a successful season with Dino Babers. They've had a couple of upsets against Virginia Tech and Clemson and the like, but overall, Dino Babers is, you know, tenures, you know, it's been a losing tenure. Um, you know, he's been a guy who uh, came in with a lot of flair and, and all the rest. And, uh, you know, Syracuse is just in, you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, look, I know D- Dino wasn't there when they moved, made the move to the ACC, but, you know, Dino is, you know, a guy who right now, I mean, if you look at the SU football program, how relevant are they really, right? I mean, not very, right? I mean, when you, when you look at his tenure, you know, five and seven, a year ago, one in ten. The year before that, five and seven. Before that, you know, he's been at Syracuse now one, two, three, four, five, six years already. That's crazy. Um, and at Syracuse, he's twenty nine and forty three. <laughs> he's fifteen and thirty five in the conference. And it's funny because the conundrum would be, well, Syracuse just can't compete in the ACC when they made the move. That's what a lot of people say, and I always counter that because I say count. I, I say compete to what level. Like, are you looking to win the ACC every year? Are you looking to, when the divisions existed, win your division, end up in the ACC title game, and anything short of that is a disappointment? Because if you're looking to do that, you're crazy. I'm looking at 7-5, and 8-4 and four every year for Syracuse and a bowl game. That's fine. If you're a Syracuse football fan with the climate of football today, with the, you know, dome being a million years old, the facilities that they just built, when they built them brand new, they're still behind the times. When you look at Northeast football and the changing guard, when you look at the athleticism and speed in the South, you know, yeah, sure, Syracuse is recruiting down there. That's fine. But it's not just simple, as simple as, oh, well, we're going to pluck the 15th best wide receiver in Florida, and he's going to be an amazing player. He'll be talented. He could be a really good fit for the Syracuse program, but it's not, it's not quite the same as getting that five-star blue chipper. So Syracuse, I think, can compete in the ACC, And I think that they had the vision that, hey, our basketball program will stay at a really upper, you know, upper echelon kind of level, which mostly they have. And since the ACC move, you know, Syracuse has made a Final Four. They've made multiple Sweet 16s. Um, They have had mediocre regular seasons, certainly, but they've they've certainly finished strong in the end uh, in the postseason, you know, multiple times and and made multiple NCAA tournaments. And like I said, Sweet 16s, Elite Eight. Uh, Final Four in 2016. So all of those things, you know, you, you kind of knew. I think the lacrosse program, you said, oh, there probably won't be much of a, a difference there. Uh, all the other sports, probably not much of a difference. It, it was kind of like football, but our football program is good enough and they will want us so that we can move to the ACC and cash a bunch of checks. Now you fast forward here about 10 years and what does Syracuse do? Where do they go? Who's going to want them, Right. And I say want them, not in disrespect, but with the fact that if you go around the ACC, most schools have a leg up on Syracuse in terms of other conferences wanting those teams. Why? Well, one-time powerhouse football program, brand, state population, right? There's a lot of factors to it. You know, the SEC isn't going to go after Syracuse when they can get Florida State, 
They could get Louisville. They could get Clemson. They could get Virginia Tech, a tremendous traveling fan base as well. Very respectable basketball program. But again, football drives the bus. Virginia Tech's a very respectable brand of football. You know, you have a situation where maybe even North Carolina is a much more enticing, you know, situation for the SEC or even the Big Ten for that matter. Because we're going to eventually get to, you know, two superpower conferences, maybe three, maybe even four, but it all depends on all the other teams that are outside this Power Five type of a thing. You know, but I could see the, you know, Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10 all rolling into the Big 10. You know, the SEC and the ACC, you know, molding into one. But will that include all of the ACC? You know, it's hard for me to believe that Boston College would have a spot, you know, a seat at the table in the SEC. Hard for me to believe, you know. Hard for me to believe that the Duke Blue Devils with the football program would have a seat at the table. Because if you look at, and the basketball program speaks for itself, but if you look at the SEC, you know, throw me the worst team in the SEC from 2021. The worst team. It was Vanderbilt at 2-10. and And they're still a very competitive football team. Right? The Florida Gators, a trademark one-time powerhouse brand, huge brand. Probably one of the top, I would say, 20 programs of all time. I wouldn't say top 10, but you might even crack them in the top 15, not doing that list now. But they went 6-7. and seven. A lot of that has to do with the conference. Boston College wouldn't win a game in, in the SEC. I mean, they just, they just wouldn't, you know. Syracuse would struggle mightily in the SEC. Would they win... You know, would they win any games, um, you know, on, on an annual basis? And, and, and the funny part, too, is when you look at this situation, Boston College is barely winning games in conference in the ACC as it is. Syracuse is barely winning games in the ACC as it is. I mean, both those teams won four combined games in 2021, right, two apiece. And so... You know, what does that look like when you go to the SEC and you play these power programs and then a possible addition of guys from your own conference in, you know, the likes of Clemson, Florida State, and on and on we go. Um, You know, so I I don't know what's next really for the ACC. You wonder the Big Ten. I wrote, I I read an article on The Athletic uh, last night. Dabo Sweeney was talking at length about you know, TV contracts and the Big Ten. The Big Ten makes about $50 million more a year than the ACC does. There's just more money going on there. The contract is more recent. It's bigger. It's better. Um, you know, they sweeten the pot for the huge brands, obviously, like Penn State, Ohio State, et cetera. They got the Fox Sports deal where, you know, it's game of the week every, every Saturday at noon. So there's that going on. Um, but I just wonder, you know, I, I just wonder if, you know, with Dabo talking about like, oh, hey, you know, everything's all relative. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, but, you know, everything's all relative to the situation. And, you know, we we should still be fine. And there's still, you know, definitely, you know, Clemson is Clemson is Clemson. They were Clemson before I got here. They're going to be Clemson long after I'm gone. Yada, yada, yada. You know, it, it's about Clemson more than anything. Well, that's fine. Uh, but the reality is that it's more about money than it is about Clemson. Right? It's more about TV deals and football 
all of those things rolled into one than it is Clemson. Clemson's a great brand. It's an amazing brand. But they would want Clemson, right? It's a two-way street. They would want Clemson for the brand of the football program and all that in the SEC. But they're also going to use that brand and use that program to make money. And if Clemson, you know, teeters off a little bit, you know, would the SEC still go for Clemson? Or would they try to go and pluck somebody else? I, I don't know. My point is they're going to, in like an organ. my point is there's going to be a number one, the decision made based solely on one thing and one thing only. Can we make more money with adding that program? Clemson's certainly at the very, very top of the list, no doubt about it. But regardless, I mean, there's a lot of huge, amazing brands. Clemson's had a ton of success under Dabble. What, a couple of national championships? They played in the college football playoff, I don't know, five, six times. Um, you know, they're recruiting hotbed, obviously. They win a, a ton of games around big-time, prime-time games all the time. You know, Clemson's obviously a football factory. I mean, they've had an amazing amazing run here. Um you know, traditionally, if you go before the Dabo era, um, they're not USC, they're not Florida State, they're not Penn State, they're not Oklahoma, you know, they're not Nebraska, they're not Florida, Florida State, Miami, uh, they're not Ohio State, they're not those programs. So if you were to, let's say Lincoln Riley gets going and all the rest, UCLA, they're moving to the Big Ten, et cetera, you know, does the Big Ten say, hey, Clemson, come on over, you know, ACC, not going to be able to hold them. And then the SEC, you know, and the Big Ten, maybe there's a bidding war there, you know. And it will be odd when we finally have these major superpower conferences because what are you going to call the Southeastern Conference if you add Oregon (laughs) from the Pacific Northwest? What are you going to call the Southeastern Conference if you add teams from not the Southeast, right? What what are you going to call them? If the ACC dissolves into... I don't know, half of what the, the conference is now, or maybe no conference at all. Um, you know, wh- what do you call the ACC if you're plucking schools from elsewhere? Like, schools from the Big 12 are probably going to need homes once the two big, big, big superpower conferences exist, which is, I think, the Pac 12, Big 10, you know, mostly merging, you know, and then the SEC and ACC mostly merging, right? Um, You know, I think you've got a very interesting situation there with, you know, with the Big 12. Because I think the Big 12 is kind of in the middle, right? If you go back to Oklahoma and some of their, you know, really, really great years, you know, Oklahoma is one of the trademark programs in college football. Oklahoma and, you know, they're going to the SEC with Texas. So those two enormous brands are already gone. You know, I think that happens, what, after this year or the next? I mean, that's that's the that, that's like pulling, for ACC basketball, that's like pulling Duke and North Carolina out, right? And so what, what do you do if you're the Big 12? You know, what are you going to do? Are other people, they're going to join the SEC by July 2025, uh, 
according to a couple of reports I just found, but it, it could be even a year or two earlier. It all, it all depends on relationships, Big 12, money, buyouts, all that stuff. But the latest will be July 25th, uh, July 20 of 25. But I could certainly see it happening after this year or even after the end of the 2023 or 24 campaigns. It, it will happen within the next two, three years. I don't, I don't think we're going to be waiting until July of 2025. And then what do you do if you're the Big 12? Like, what do you do if you're, you know, Texas Tech? What do you do if you're if you're Kansas? Kansas has an awful football program. They have for a long time. Their basketball program is a power. What like what do you what do you do? You know, you're coming off a national championship in hoops. Football program is 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 garbage. Do you make a basketball only move? You know, do you call the do you call the Big East and say, "Hey, you guys going to stay with it? Are you expanding? Are you going to kind of have it be like um you know, the old the old days?" A little bit, keeping some of your keeping some of your guys and you know the Villanovas and the Providences and the Seton Halls and all those because we're a basketball school. We have been a basketball school. We want a piece of that pie. We want a piece of the you know television contracts that the Big East has launched with Fox and others. Right? We want that. You know, we're getting a lot more in football money right now, but we don't have anywhere to go because the Big Twelve is dissolving. So, hey, you know, can we hop on board? And then the football program, you know. Maybe it moves to the AAC or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing out you know hypotheticals. There's there's a lot that can be you know discussed in this. I mean, we, we have no idea what's going to happen. Where does Kansas State go? Where does West Virginia go? That's a nice brand. That's a good traveling fan base. Where's Iowa State go? Who takes Baylor? I mean, college sports are a mess. The ACC, I could easily see if they lose over the next two to four to five years, if they lose Clemson. I could see Clemson, Louisville, NC State, Florida State, Miami, Virginia Tech, North Carolina, and I. that would probably be the big seven, but I would stretch it to Virginia only from the population standpoint. I could see those eight teams by, you know, by July or, or August of 2025 or 26. I could see all of those teams being gone from the ACC. And then you're left with, <clears throat> you know, the remaining ones, Pitt, BC, Syracuse, Wake, Duke, Georgia Tech. Is that when the Big East says, okay, let's go back to the drawing board, bring these teams back in, you know, and now all of a sudden you've got a little bit better football if you're the Big East, right? You have... A possibility, maybe even if Virginia and an NC State, let's say, aren't attractive to the SEC and others because they're trying to pluck, you know, Oregon and some other huge brands from other conferences. Let's say if there's availability there, who knows, you know, who goes into the Big Ten. Maybe the Big Ten and Pac-12 don't merge. We don't know. But I'm just throwing out all the possibilities. Is that a win for Syracuse? You know, they're going to lose a lot in terms of the budget. They'll probably have to cut some sports. Because a lot of that money that was coming in for football with the TV deals with the ACC, ESPN, and all that, you know, that will be probably cut in half at least. Um, you know, and then you'll have to really get creative. You'll have to cut some programs. Um, you know, I don't think the football maybe maybe the football program maybe it would help the football program because maybe they'd be able to recruit better because then you're just going to win more games, right? And there's nothing nothing more important than creating success and culture and getting recruits and all this other sort of stuff at any level of sport than winning. Winning is a number one, no matter what it cures a lot of things, right? 
Well, what if Syracuse goes to the Big East? Their schedule lightens up a little bit. They schedule one game against a really, really tough, you know, powerhouse team, whether it's a Notre Dame or a Michigan or, you know, whomever, right? An LSU. I mean, we've seen them go out of conference and, and, and play really, really hard teams. Maybe they play one, maybe two, but 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 one. And then you have your couple of out of conference games, and you play your, you know, your eight game slate in, in in conference, and you know you're playing a little bit of an easier schedule. Maybe you go five and three, right? Maybe you go five and three, win two out of three in the in the non con, or, or or three of four. Excuse me. Next thing you know, look at your record, right? You're eight and four. That's exactly the wheelhouse Syracuse needs to be in. Period. End of discussion. This team's never going to win a national championship ever again. They have one in the history of the sport history of the school, they're never going to win another one. Never. Because the climate is not going to allow them to do so. You know, a few years back when they were having a ton of success, mathematically they were still alive to make the college football playoff, like going into the last week of the season. And it would have taken like 30 different scenarios to to have to happen for Syracuse to make it. But they'll never, ever, ever sniff the college football uh, national championship. They'll probably never sniff the college football playoff. So now it's the health of our school the health of the programs, where do we go where we can still make, you know, a decent amount of money? And then, of course, you know, you have a situation where maybe you bring back some tradition. You go back to the Big East. Now you can sell the fan base at Syracuse, Syracuse Georgetown again. You can sell Syracuse Villanova. You can sell throwback stuff to the fan base. You can sell throwback football. You know what? Here's one. What if Miami... I mean, I don't think Miami would ever go to the Big East, you know, especially if the SEC came calling. But let's say nobody came calling for Miami right away. And let's say that these other super conferences were waiting on certain things. I don't know what those things are. And let's say Miami was left for dead. Where are we going to go? Does Miami even entertain a year in another conference before another superpower conference adds even more teams? It's a mess. But I think that if you're Syracuse, I guess my overall you know, opinion here would be you have to look at every single option, right? You have to look at every single possible option. There's no doubt about it. You know, you have to look at it. You know, you you might even have to look at maybe you have a situation where if half the ACC goes to the SEC, maybe you have a situation where the AAC and the ACC and you know, some other conference, I don't know where, you know, maybe a couple of the independents, you know, you pluck a UConn and, and maybe you grab, uh, gosh, I don't know, maybe you grab a couple of, of, of Mac teams, at least the biggest brand Mac teams, and, and you form something there. You know, it wouldn't be called any of those conferences I just named. Maybe Conference USA, you know, you, you pluck them um, for a couple I, I, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is this is a this is a mess. I mean, college sports, college sports are are insane. You know, I looked at JT Daniels's Wikipedia page by the way the other day, and a couple of other stat profiles on him. JT Daniels, I mean, in today's world of the transfer portal and NIL and you know conference expansion, we're in, we're in a very 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 crazy world. I understand, but JT Daniels, you know, the kid is twenty two years old. He's on his third team in college football. You know, that's like a baseball player at 28, 29 being on his fourth or fifth team. You know, go look at Johnny Damon's career stats or Carlos Beltran. You know, how much these guys move around, right? Pudge Rodriguez. 
I mean, that's incredible. You can be in your third team, you know, you can be on your third team, you know, by the time you're a junior in college football. It's just absolutely wild, you know, with West Virginia now. And so, I don't know. Uh, we, we've got a lot going on here. I, I, there's there's a lot to be still decided. Um, you know, I'm not sure where the hell these teams are going to end up. I have no idea where Syracuse is going to end up. But again, I think you have to look at every possible option. ML Sports Platter here brought to you by our great friends over at the Al and Angus Pub, Ken's Auto Detailing, Carvel of North Syracuse, and our terrific friend, Matt Graham of State Farm. Get a free rate quote today in and around Central New York. Get there in and around the state of New York. He can rate quote you for anything. Home, life, bank, health, business, and auto. Get your free rate quote today from Matt Graham of State Farm. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Liverpool Physical Therapy, Camillo's Golf Club, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, my Western New York people. Head on over to Stumbling Monkey. They've got a great array of beers, IPAs, red, uh, Irish Red Ale, their sours and uh, seltzers and all the rest. You can get flights. You can join the Mug Club. And, uh, hey, you know what? Check out their website, shop, get some gear uh, at StumbleAndMonkeyBeer.com. Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company is the official brewing company of the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mike L Sports. And, of course, download, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get pods on your smartphone device. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Celebrate your whale of a dad with a fudgy the whale ice cream cake from the locally owned and operated Carvel of North Syracuse. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh. So no matter what kind of treat or design your dad wants, they make it happen. Your dad deserves a tasty treat this Father's Day. Soft serve ice cream, milkshakes, sundaes, shakes, and more. America's favorite since 1934. Carvel. Open seven days a week. Brewerton Road in North Syracuse. Stop in today. Fudge the Whale is waiting for you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.